I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Buff Coat and Beaver, the podcast, I'd say the the pinnacle of podcast for Beavis and Butthead. That's Just all in I general. And I, I know you want to take it to in general. I don't know if we're there yet, but after this episode, I think it will give us... Okay, well, all right, well, I, I, I got to sharpen up now. This, this, this is, feels like make or break time. It is, yes. Bring it, Clay. Okay, um, so yeah, we're gonna. This one's kind of a. I don't know. You call it pranks? Maybe general mischief? Just kind of, sort of diving into the teenage monkey shines of Beavis and Butthead. Um, uh, just. Uh, oh I, I hadn't heard that in a while, and I just thought of it probably ten minutes ago. I was like, "Yep, let's bring this back into the public vernacular." Um, but yeah, we're talking about just ones where they're just kind of yeah. Pranking some people or animals. Uh, we got a, a nice twofer. We're starting with cow tipping. And then we're going to get into prank call. But Adam, if you are good to go, what do you say we dive in? Yes, sir. Is that All me? right. Are you reading the thing or am I reading the thing? I'm reading the thing. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll edit that out in post. But um, uh, the first episode today is cow tipping. It aired on March 15th, 1994. It was the second episode of season four, written by Christopher Brown, Mike Judge, and Jeff Rodkey, directed by Mike Judge. The synopsis is as follows. After the duo watches a milk commercial, they set off in an attempt to tip over a cow. However, spoiler alert, the cow ends up crushing Beavis. Before we dive in, Adam, I think maybe we should point out this is the first episode we've talked about that was not included in the Mike Judge collection. So wow. maybe Mike Judge wasn't a fan of this one, but I'll ask Adam. Kurtz, are you a fan of cow tipping? You know, I am. I think it's a very underrated episode. Yes, I am a fan. I am. A, I'm okay. a big fan of this episode. Okay. Um, and it's... Um, I can't. I didn't know that wasn't on the Mike Judge collection, Clay. Good. I on. was a little surprised too, but yeah, it was not not included. I don't know if if the YouTube purchase I made is different from the DVD. I don't think it is, but what I have, it was not. So the um, milk commercial, pretty funny. Pretty. Yeah, I just enjoy the tagline of it. It's not so bad. Yeah. Um, but of course, there's chicks involved, which really doesn't have too much of an impact. Uh, on them going out to these fields yeah that's a that's a really weird commercial like uh, there was definitely i think too many cooks in the kitchen at the ad agency there because you have like you know this footage of like these candid shots of a model with narration being read by a guy who she apparently has a restraining order against and then it just cuts to like basically like an Amish woman just milking a cow, which just seems completely disconnected. It's a strange, strange commercial, but it is funny. You're right. Nonetheless, it uh, inspires Butthead to talk about what he's heard about cow tipping. So they uh, head on out to a ranch, which I really appreciate the direction here when they first arrive at the ranch. 
the slow zoom in on the words, which <laughs> they can barely sound out. And of course they make it, they sound it out into perverted things that aren't there with horse farm. Uh, trespassers will be prosecuted, which equals whores and prostitutes. Yeah. And then, you know, as much as they are crude and always thinking about scoring, their innocence shines through here, even in that scenario. Um, <laughs> yeah, after we're done dipping the cow, we should go look at them, Viva <laughs> mm -hmm. says. And then uh, Butthead corrects them. He might have called him an idiot at this point. He <laughs> just said, you, you're supposed to look at them naked. <laughs> so, I, I, I noted that too. Yeah, that was, that, that was one of my favorite parts also. Um, also, another great shot is just Beavis and Butthead staring at those udders. And so they, you know, after they, they mess around with the horse and it, of course, kicks them. Um, but when they find a cow, just the shot of underneath the cow with both of them in the background laughing is uh, to me a classic shot. It goes on for an uncomfortably long time and they laugh um, uh, at a heightened pace than normal. It's just fantastic. And they just kind of dangle the udders or the, the fingers as Butthead called. Yeah, they do just kind of utter there almost like in a weirdly sort of tantalizing shot almost. Yeah, that, that is a good shot, you're right. <laughs> yes that's a great way to put it um and then uh they, they try to do the old tabletop which i'm a big fan of the tabletop real jerks can pull off the tabletop to do uh i feel like i was definitely a victim of that from you in multiple of times growing up <laughs> i mean yeah we've known each other since we were seven so yeah there, there's a 100 percent chance that you've done that to me multiple times <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a solid move. <laughs> the other person really can't, doesn't get hurt too bad, um, but they do this to the cow. Which kudos <laughs> to Butthead. What strength! Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean that cow's got to weigh a ton. Yeah. This was a mover on Beavis. Then we get a little bit of uh, Kenny from South Park esque hand covering the mouth for Beavis being caught under the cow, um, and really what put me over the top for this episode is the uh, farmer that shows up. The voice work is always a highlight for me. I love the voice work on this show on King of the Hill and that farmer's voice. You can barely understand what the hell he's saying, but like, the way he says it, the way he looks is just perfect for this episode. It looks, he's super creepy. And then a, a dark, I mean, it's really creepy and kind of dark uh, the farmer gets a chainsaw, and we don't know if he's going to hack up Beavis or the cow. You get left a little cliffhanger there, uh, but uh, man, it uh, turned out turned out uh, creepy and dark, like I said, and uh, it was just really funny. From the, the udders, really did it for me. The farmer, it was just a lot of really just funny shots and voices in this one. And shout out to uh, the crazy farmer. I mean, I think we've mentioned him by name every every episode we've done because he's a prolific writer, voiced by Christopher Brown. And <laughs> that's uh, one, like there's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with the crazy farmer. There's, I don't see a whole lot of lore for a lot of these supporting characters. There's a ton about, I mean, like for what, like I know for a fact he's a janitor at Highland High School. There's like, 
I know there's some people who have said, actually, I think that's like a different person. But shut up. It's clearly the same person. That's just a contrarian thing. Like, it's, it's clearly him. Um, the voice work, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Did it it kind of reminded me of Christopher Lloyd almost, which is almost like, I mean, it's out. What I, I found odd due to the fact that, uh, Outside of his role in the live-action Dennis the Menace movie, I don't believe Christopher Lloyd ever played a villain. Ah. So it, it's weird to associate him with a uh, yeah. you know, that, that Dennis the Menace, though, that was an ugly-looking character. Uh, being being a dad now, we don't let the the daughter. Uh, <laughs> we don't let her watch. We have let him. Yeah, it frightens me. I think his name was Switchblade Sam. Now that I'm, I'm really ashamed that I remembered it. But uh, that's 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 side note. Um, one of the other theories is apparently they think he, some people think he's a relative of Butthead, like likely maybe his grandfather, which I do see a little bit because he has a little bit of chuckle and he has the the prominent forehead. Um, apparently, Butthead called him Chuckles in the Virtual Stupidity game, which I've never played. And um, yeah, there's a, you kind of mentioned um, he maybe kills Beavis in this. He definitely kills Beavis in the Halloween episode, Bung Holio Lord of the Harvest, which is, God, what a great title. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of my, that's one of the best titles I've ever heard. But they, I think there's kind of, um, yeah, there's a belief that like both this episode and that episode are not actually canon since Beavis apparently dies. And just one last thing, um in the season eight episode bounty hunters um there's a shot of the fbi's most wanted list and on it is the crazy farmer perhaps giving some credence to the fact that he is perhaps a murderer wow i really enjoy the uh butthead's grandpa i can really see that i i can't yeah i think that's that's one of the more interesting ones i think certainly more so than he's got a twin who's a janitor which you can't see, but I'm giving the thumbs down to that one. Maybe um, that's why he didn't get so upset that the boys are out on the farm. You know, Could, yeah, uh, it's um, anything's possible. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a good. This is a good episode. It's not like a favorite. I, I kind of, it's kind of um, it's it's like milk. It's not bad. Maybe <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, but it, it's a solid one. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good stuff here. This is kind of like season four. I think this is a common theme with a lot of shows I love. Like, I think The Simpsons and Seinfeld both really hit their stride in season four. This is kind of true, I think, of Beavis and Butthead, too. There's maybe a little rust here, but, like, by the end, in fact, like, Pool Toys and Mr. Anderson's Balls, our favorite episodes were both season four. So we're getting into the fun times, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think I put the uh, arbitrary grade. Are we giving it stars, or are we giving it a percentage you know, of grades? Um, I say, well, since we do discuss our favorite of the two at the end, let's save it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep people guessing, keep people on the edge of their seats. But are but, we doing uh, stars, or are we doing... Uh, uh, dealer's choice. That's a, it's completely, oh, uh, is, it, is it apparent that we don't discuss this beforehand? <laughs> this one. Yeah, it, it, it's the, it, we, have the, we have the balls to be both a podcast and recorded uh, production meeting all in one, which, I mean, nobody else has the nerve to do that. meeting podcast on the web. Hell yeah. But um, there's some music videos, too. What do you, you want to discuss them? Yes, sir. All right. Here's what we got this time around. 
Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. What's Up Doc, Can We Rock by Foo Schnickens featuring Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Shaq Diesel. And Nightmare by Violent Femmes. Adam, what stood out to you in this music video collection? You know me. I enjoy 80s music and the safety dance right off the bat. Uh, a, a great video, a memorable video. I, I won't say it's a great video, but it's a very memorable video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't call it great either. But I don't know what they um, uh, thought of this. You see them kind of bobbing their heads at the start, but then they really get tired of it. And it actually... Uh, ends up into a channel changer. Um, so the, I thought they initially liked that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Cause they are nodding their heads. It does. It is kind of a thing. Yeah. Within five seconds, I think butthead. So something like I'm sick of guys who sing like this or something of, of, of that nature. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, they turned on it pretty quick. They, uh, I believe they just kind of got bored though, too. There was a picking of nose, which reminded me of a three stooges celery grind like the sound effect there was gross <laughs> and then uh butthead smelled his fingers which is uh pretty comical yeah. and then uh with the shaquille o'neal the foo schnickers schnickies schnickens schnickens um do you think that has anything to do with shack foo is, were they part of Shaq Fu? That was the video game. Did he ever yeah. go by Shaq Fu as a rapper? I I don't. I I mean, I think I played Shaq Fu one time in my life, and I know it's not a very well liked game, but I I don't I don't remember. I, I I didn't even make that connection, so I don't have the research. And then uh, this is just a personal uh, preference. The Violent Femmes video was just uh, it's just a bad video, like get these i agreed with beavis and butthead get these college boys out of here they didn't say that but that was the sentiment yeah that's uh, i the, the one thing that stood out to me is that this is the first time we actually that violent films video is one of the first time we actually see because every so often they break out into dances while they watch these videos and uh we do um there actually is a name to the dance in that video can you guess can you guess what it is adam the name of the dance the name of the dance that Beavis and Butthead do while watching. The jerk. It is no, and this was discovered in the in the season five episode Premature Evacuation while watching the Sick of It All video Step Down. The dance they did was identified as the Fart Knocker Double Inverted Nad Twist. <laughs> but you remember, I believe that was. I can't remember. It wasn't like my favorite dance, but there is, yeah, there's one like Beavis just like moves his arms and Butthead jumps back and forth a little bit and gives it, <clears throat> <clears throat> but yes, I that one was eventually that. named the Fart Knocker Double Inverted Nad Twist. <laughs> I mean, the amount of time and I, to know, like, these are the ones that made it to air. I can't imagine the list of like fart synonyms and nad synonyms they have on a there has to be some sort of gigantic list somewhere yeah i i can imagine there's like i can picture like a waste basket full of paper like i'm writing down just like the, no 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 and just crumbling it up but yeah they, that that's a good one that of all the ones they made that that's my favorite that's not my favorite dance but that's my favorite name of any dance they've done Alrighty. well that wraps up uh unless you've got anything else 
I don't. End. We we did the production meeting continue here, or are we say um, it's uh, the production meeting is ongoing always. We are, we. It, I mean, the, the the second we go onto this air prepared, I mean, the show loses all its magic. Buff Code and Beaver. Welcome back. Episode two of a, what you referred to as a twofer earlier, Clay. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead prank call. I'll do the reading. Beavis and Butthead, they get the phone book delivered to their door. Upon receipt, they decide to call someone. While looking through the book, they come across Harry Sachs and proceed to prank. Directed by Mike Judge and Mike Deceive. Sev, I don't know if we decided on that. Let's just, well, why don't we change it every week? Yes, that's professionalism. National Association of Broadcaster Award at Worthy. I would think so. Writers, uh, Christopher Brown and Greg Grebianski. Thank you. My goodness. I do no preparation on reading these names. Mike Judge yeah. and Amy Keeler. Um, all right. Clay, take it away. Prank call. Harry Sachs. Um, I... Well, let's start with that. Like, I, I feel like I remember it. I mean, this is the first, I hadn't watched this in a couple of years. I felt like I remember it being Harry Sachs and it's spelled S-A-C-H-Z, but they say sack in the show. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to stick with sack, just like the singular, since that's what they say. But yeah, it, it definitely, I, I, it seems like a mispronunciation, but that aside, um, I this is one not a, like I really love the episode, but this is one that really kind of showcased like this is a show that I'm going to go to bat for. And I'll get into that a little bit. But I just I absolutely love because, yeah, the phone book arrives. They get it and they sit back on the couch and like, yeah, let's call someone. And they like they look for a name. And um, they find two sort of uninspired choices to the point where Beavis even gets annoyed. He's like, come on, buttheads, let's find one. Like after like 10 seconds. And then uh, they land on Harry Sack. And you think you know, they're going to try to do some elaborate prank call with uh, that name. And no, they just flush the toilet. <laughs> they just take the phone to the bathroom, stick the receiver in the toilet and flush. Uh... Well, I like as I was sort of getting into this show, I remember talking with someone I worked with at the time who was like, isn't that just a dumb show? And I was like, no, man, you got to give it a chance. Like, there's so much more here going on than you think. And this was back. I don't think you can find them as easy now, but like a lot of random episodes were just on YouTube. And I guess he came across this one and he came back to me and like, literally criticized the show like it didn't even matter what the name was <laughs> and i'm just like i know we talk about like how there's a lot of like subtle subtext where like they're really kind of poking fun at dumb people who maybe don't get it i'm gonna say right now if you believe that is a valid criticism of this episode the joke is on you and i'll, I'll even point out like there's maybe some people who are going to throw that back at me and say isn't that kind of the same with your Harry Sack versus Sacks argument? And maybe it is. That's fine. But I, I think that's at least like a valid question. I mean, that's 
how could you watch that and not think that's not a deliberate choice? I, um, I, I think you just don't want to get it at that point, right? Is, is, was the guy wearing a monocle? Um, not to my knowledge, no. But yeah, I do think that if you, you have like that predetermined belief that, oh, this show's so imbecilic. Yeah, that's... <laughs> But um, yeah, that, that but that was one. That's when when you kind of get in an argument with someone who's not interested. Because I was literally kind of pounding. It's just like, dude, okay, I don't care. But but I I, I stand by it. That was a ridiculous. And um, uh, in this week's edition of Clay's second favorite fill in the blank, I'm going to call this my second favorite piece of phone book based comedy. Adam, can you guess number one? It was, oh, I was going to say phone book based comedy, but I was going to go to that uh, Kiefer Sutherland movie with uh, Colin uh, Farrell. Phone booth. Phone booth. That could be considered a comedy, I think. So uh, uh, that, that maybe, you know, I don't really remember, but no. Uh, the number one spot uh, goes to the classic, typical bastard random assassination attempt from the jerk. Which um, like that's that's a movie that doesn't hold up front to back, but man, that scene! Like, if you ever just want to, there's just a pro tip: if you ever just want to hear me randomly just break out into laughter, come up to me and utter the phrase "Carnival personnel only." Damn. <laughs> but uh, well, anyway, Dennis the Menace or The Jerk? Which movie are you taking right now? I know it doesn't pertain, but. Um, definitely the, definitely the jerk. I, you know, I haven't seen Dennis the Menace in a long time, but, uh, that scene alone, classic stuff from, uh, the Steve Martin film, the jerk, but back, back to the subject at hand, this more than any episode, I think I've seen that we've talked about here feels like a time capsule because I mean, you've got phone books, mm -hmm. you've got landline phones. You've got caller ID making its way into people's homes, which I kind of like through a half-assed Wikipedia research, I found that apparently they were like experimenting with caller ID stuff as like as early as the 80s. Okay. But I can actually remember like when people started getting those oh, in their yeah. homes. And I remember like the ad campaigns rolling out. And uh, that's how uh, Harry sat because I love to um, – because, yeah, yeah, we talk about they, they, they flush the toilet. And occasionally they'll say something like, you suck. But it's mostly just flushing the toilet. We, at one point, get a two weeks later time card, <laughs> a, a, a title card and another flush. And then we get a one month later title card, which I don't know if it's one month after the two weeks or after the initial call. But... Um, and we also don't know if Beavis and Butthead have literally called him every day. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, they yeah. absolutely did. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, he, he gets a hold of it. That's another thing. Just talk about little details. When um, he finally sees the number, Harry Sack has a beer can in his hands. And he, you can hear him crush it. And it's just a little like metal grinding like, cause you can feel he's just like shaking and just going, somebody gonna die. Like it's, it's a really nice, like I don't, we're not experts on sound design, I don't think, but that's like a really nice touch. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we get to the point like Harry's plan is to let them know that they randomly want a free pizza and he wants to deliver it to their address, which of course they don't know. 
but um, they they figured out by they have some mail that they stole from Stewart's house, and they read the address off there. To which Harry Sack shows up to the house, like kicks down the door, initially grabs Stewart by the collar, and then Mister Stevenson walks in with the phone, and Harry just assumes it's him. And he proceeds to drag him into the, t- drag him by his feet into the bathroom, give him a swirly, and then take the phone and shove it up his ass. It's a solid move. I really thought Harry Sachs looked like the Undertaker when he was uh, angry and uh, manhandling Stewart's dad. Um, a, a little, a little bit, yeah. That's um, one thing I did notice. Um, I don't know if I if I would think it's like a studio note because I don't think that they had like studio interference. But because as well, as, as Mr. Stevenson's being dragged to the bathroom, he's basically selling out Stuart. Basically, like telling like no, no, you you want to mess with my kid? Do you feel like somebody along the line pointed out like you know this is an extreme punishment for something he didn't deserve like should we maybe make him be too super weaselly so people feel less bad and if so mission accomplished because yeah. I, I i didn't feel too much pity for mr stevenson here no and then uh butthead of course calls the phone that's lodged in his rectum and um that is hilarious to me because he goes, well, somebody get that. It could be the office. <laughs> the office, yeah. That's, um, uh, there's a few, like, um, well, for starters, I don't believe a cordless phone would ring that far from the receiver. I, I'm, I'm channeling that, that guy. I mean, he that, that'd be the same guy. Yeah, well, I don't think he said that, but I, I bet he thought it. Um, <laughs> one, I, I would say I didn't necessarily, it's, Part of me doesn't think Beavis and Butthead because they saw an ambulance in front of their house and thought, let's call Stuart to see what's going on. Doesn't really seem in their nature to call for that. But I mean, it's really kind of, it, it's a Chekhov's gun situation, basically. Like if, if, if you shove a phone in somebody's <laughs> asshole, somebody's got to call it, right? Yep. It was great. And they knew Stuart's number. Or did they look it up in the phone book? Um, they might, I, I, I don't know, but, um, uh, they, they called anyway, but yeah, going back to it, I love the fact too, as soon, and Harry Sack got home quick too, because naturally it ends with Beavis just like, hey, let's call that Harry Sack guy again. And then you just hear the, the phone play. And I think like the fact that they thought of it that quickly, I think fairly, further gives credence to the fact that, yeah, they called this guy every day. <laughs> For at least a month, maybe six weeks. Yes. Don't disagree with that one bit. Great. Oh, uh, oh another, another, like, this happy accident connecting episodes here. Also, on the, alongside the crazy farmer on the aforementioned uh, FBI Most Wanted list in the season eight episode, Bounty Hunters, Mr. Harry Sack. Wow. Well, that's, that, I mean, that wasn't, that didn't even go into the planning here. Just like a total happy accident. But yeah, that's a, we got connecting themes all over the place. Sack spelled with a Z and uh, IMDB had it wrong, spelled with an S on their website as well. Oh, that's, can't trust anybody. Music videos in this one, Clay. The uh, Bucketheads, The Bomb, Bon Jovi, Something for the Pain. And Roll With Me, didn't get the artist because I meant to look it up. 
What's it's the name of that? Delamitri. Uh, one hit wonders. Yeah. Um, well, for starters, um, yeah, the I, I love the Bon Jovi episode or the, the Bon Jovi video. It's just because you have one of the this feel. I mean, this is kind of our dynamic too, where like somebody says something sort of not even admitting they like it just like there's a little part and then the other person kind of digs at him i think like like you literally have called me a super fan of the big bang theory just because i once said it's not the worst show in the history of television we get but we get something along those lines where like beavis even says about the bon jovi video this sucks but there's this one part i kind of like and it immediately turns into butthead going what did you say, Beavis? And it's just like another one of those. It's barely discernible, the change in his voice. But there's enough. He's like, oh, man, he's going to this is going to turn violent. <laughs> like, And it did like be. But it literally he smacks Beavis several times just for saying that and then smacks him twice more for trying to clarify to which point. And, you know, a lot of these times Beavis will like kind of just like give in and just kind of acknowledge that butthead's right. Not only does he stand his ground here, he kicks him in the nuts and then butthead threatens him again. Beavis kicks him in the nuts again and says Bon Jovi rules, which I know for a fact Beavis doesn't believe that to be true, but. um, And you've done the same thing similarly where um, you said big bang theory rules. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I have about three or four different Bazinga t-shirts that I don't wear around you, but I might as well start now. That Bon Jovi video, though, is just flat awful. It's uncomfortable at times. There's some sort of weird baseball background. Um, So I'm a little with Butthead at that point because that video is just so bad. Well, I... You know, I don't really have an analysis of that video. One, because I really like the joke so much. But two, that's exactly how I actually feel about the Delamitri video. Because I remember seeing this as a kid. like, And and I thought it was awful. And basically, it's like the band members are getting pushed around in baby carriages. Like they're, and they have like baby bonnets on, but it's like adult faces. Mm. I remember as a kid thinking like, you know, this is creepy and weird. Who's that? Who's that for? I I don't know, but like, you know, like age 10, 11, 12, Clay Cunningham wasn't right about much. He was right about that video. And the song sucks too, which I don't know. Oh, are you you, going to defend it? It's unbelievably catchy. I don't know if I can sing but two sentences or two lyrics, but. It's well, it's, I will say, like, anyone who, I mean, if you're out there thinking, like, oh, do I know that? Yeah, it's, it's look around your world, pretty baby, is it everything you love to be? It's, like, basically like a third-rate gin blossoms. And, you know, like, at first, first-rate gin blossoms isn't exactly Bob Dylan, you know? But, I mean, just, the song, I mean, the song, I, I think it's just about, but I hate that video. I hate it. It's, uh... The song has a soft spot in my heart because it's a one-hit wonder in the 90s. It's just kind of goofy, and the video matches it. It is uncomfortable, though. Yeah, you're right. But not much uh, joke-wise out of that video. I guess they kind of have the same feeling. But uh, 
Yeah, not too bad videos. No, no Shaq Diesel sighting in this one. I think Cal Tipping gets a leg up because of Shaq Diesel. But okay, so you're skipping ahead. I was going to go best episode. So you're you're going to say you're going Cal Tipping. Now, hold on a second. Okay. Um, you know, I, I were Beavis and I'm taking this back a notch. I had, I just saw a note here. I had were they watching Monday Night Football at the beginning of that episode at prank call? Um, it kind of, I think it did sound like, um, when the phone book was delivered, they might've, I feel like there's, I, I might be getting confused. Cause I feel like I remember Harry sack. I think his TV had like a sports cat. I think like a newscaster was talking about NHL scores. So they, they might've been watched. I, I, I don't actually remember. I know somebody was watching some sort of sports based televisual broadcasting there, but. Thanks for clearing that up. You got it, man. Um, so, yeah, best episode. I, I'm trying to think here. You know, I, prank call's great. It's great, Clay. You're, you're exactly right. But, man, the, sh the shots in cow tipping, that utter shot really just got me. I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go cow tipping. Really just struck a chord with me uh, in a couple different ways. So, so I, could I take it that you're furious that Mike Judge didn't think this was worthy of the collection? To each their own. I mean, he he knows the collection. Uh, he knows his episodes better than I. Maybe we have different senses of humor. But uh, yeah, it, I don't know why it didn't make it, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure either. But that's, you know, I'm kind of glad. I Part of me is worried that we're going to have too many of these episodes where we just agree, which is the best episode. So, so that's good. But I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's particularly close. I, I love prank call like cow tipping. Like, as I said, they were sort of right getting into that comfort zone where I think they really got everything right. Like tonally, like with the voices and the writing it's, it's a solid episode, but like prank call, I think is right in there. And that's a great Beavis and Butthead plot line anyway, just, um, yeah, that's that that that's way up. That that's probably I I don't have a formal top ten, but I would be stunned if Prank Call didn't make it. It's got Stewart in it, Stewart's family. It it, it hits a lot of uh, hallmarks. Yeah, and a guy named either Harry Sack or Harry Sacks. Either one is uh... a. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't you probably get? Wouldn't you probably lead a life that leads you to the FBI's most wanted list if that was your name, though? Good lord. But not if it was spelled with an S, yes. But the Z, it gives him a little bit of an edge. <laughs> I like anything is a little cooler with a Z on the end of it. Okay. Uh, well, if you, if you ever have a son named Harry, you you are basically I think like you are obligated to give him that middle name. <laughs> I give you my word. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So you've got uh, ways to reach us. I do. Um, yes, still uh, got the uh, the email address, uh, buffcoatandbeaver, B-U-F-F-C-O-A-T-A-N-D-B-E-A-V-E-R, at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook at buffcoatandbeaverpod, up to seven likes um, on Facebook, one of whom is someone we don't even know. So word is spreading. Yeah, to not a bot. I'm sure it's a real person. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to assume it is. And I'm going to assume that they're waiting on bated breath for us to release these episodes, which we, we, we still haven't done it this, as of this recording, because 
Somebody's dragging their feet. I'm pointing at Adam. You can't see that out there. Clay keeps saying, we'll edit this in post. We'll. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy and I like to point fingers when things don't get done. Um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, we've got um, another connecting theme episode of uh, Beavis and Butthead destroy their house trying to kill an infesting animal. So we will be discussing the episodes Die, Fly, Die and The Rat. Some fun stuff to look forward to on Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast.